Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cataloging Cocktails. This time, uh, just a, a brief one and uh, something for the uh, intermediate week of Thanksgiving. Um, Thanksgiving is a, is a week for gratitude, and it's a great opportunity for, for all of us to really think about how uh, data culture, which is a topic that we've been talking about the last several weeks, um, is uh, really about people, and it's about our team members and our fellow employees. Uh, it's not just about the data machine. And so uh, we're very thankful that um, we uh, have the opportunity to um, have uh, such great coworkers, thankful for our friends and our family. I'm thankful for you, Juan, being an awesome partner in crime and doing these crazy cataloging cocktails with me. Um, it's been awesome. And uh, we're very thankful to our loyal listeners. We've got an awesome catalog and cocktails community and uh, we've had awesome speakers. It's, it's really great to, uh, to be able to do this. Ah, uh, thanks, Tim. I'm definitely so thankful for you being my partner in crime and we having already 27 episodes of cataloging cocktails. I think when we started this out, people were extremely skeptical saying, well, will you have enough material? Will you be able to pull us off? And and yeah, we got a lot Not of material. Every week, right? How could you do it every week? <laughs> we've, we've covered so much ground and we have a lot more to cover. Uh, and talking about what are we going to cover? I'm super thankful for next week's discussion where we'll be discussing the secrets behind Airbnb's famous data-driven culture. We are so excited to be joined by Jeff Fang. He's a product lead at Airbnb to learn how they design and develop their enterprise data catalog, which is the data portal. So if you're still unclear on the business value of a data catalog or you're debating about build versus buy, remember, cataloging cocktails is an honest, no BS, non-salesy conversation, and this is perfect conversation for this. So you don't yeah. want to miss on that. I'm so excited about that. That'll be a, good, that'll be a great talk. Um, yeah, it's a it's a great week to be thankful. So everyone enjoy your Thanksgiving. Today we're going to do a little quick recap of just some of the things that we've been talking about specifically and especially around uh, data culture. Yeah, so it's it's clear to us and clear out to all the discussions that we've been having that managing your enterprise data is not just about technology. And specifically over the last couple of weeks, over probably one or two months now, we've been chatting a lot about the different topics around people and processes, right, or data culture. Uh, so if we go back, actually, go take, take a look at episode 20, where we really introduced this area, this topic of data culture, right? Data work is much more than just a soccer match. It's really a team sport. And that was one of the big takeaways from our summit with DJ Patil. So I think that is uh, one to start, to start looking. If you're thinking about data culture, go back to episode 20. Yeah, I, I thought that was a really great episode. And, and the summit was awesome. Uh, I can't wait for us to do our next summit, which I think actually the page is up now. If you go to data.world, you can, you can find, it, uh, find it there and pre-register. Um, episode 22 was also great where we talked about sort of the need for data culture and, and talked a little bit more about how, how to implement it. We kind of dug into this concept that actually um, Alan, uh, one of our uh, frequent and loyal listeners had brought up, which is awesome, around culture is what's normal here. Uh, and thinking about, you know, what is normal in our companies, uh, you know, and how do we make a, a new normal, right, in terms of new people, the right people, new tech, new, uh, you know, managing people, managing uh, politics. Uh, and creating a spirit in a culture of transparency, being able to encourage people to ask the hard questions. And this kind of concept that data friction can be a good thing, right? Having just sort of this constructive friction where people are safe but can be transparent and honest 
um, that's important. Uh, and uh, usage is king, right? If, uh, if people are doing things or doing the data work, that is a signal that things are working well. And that gives you the visibility and the transparency to address issues uh, early instead of hiding them. And one of the things that start going together with people and the tools and everything and thinking about how we do things also in software is this idea of having sprints, agile data sprints. And that's yep. what, that was the topic of episode 24. When you think about the sprints, you want to think about who's on your team. You want to have the right team for this. And this is one of our other popular uh, episodes on the data product manager. Who is responsible for the data within the organization. Who does this knowledge work, which we call the the knowledge science work? It's not just the the quote unquote uh, data genitorial work that people are starting to say, which unfortunately shouldn't be that way, right? Data deserves its respect, and we need to understand who's responsible for it. And when you think about it, when you're doing these sprints, you want to have very clear definitions of what does success look like, and let's have these quick wins that are associated with business value. And finally. This is a this is a team sport, and just like if we think about it, the way we do software, and also the way we do science, is that we have to do peer review, and mm-hmm. I think this is something that we really need to incorporate, and that's all. That's that is what happens in data sprints is to have this peer review process. So you start combining data, people, processes, and the data together. Yeah, I, I love this whole idea of the data sprints of uh, data product management. I think there's a lot to learn there, and I look forward to us exploring more about these topics as we go forward. Um, another area that we talked about that's very adjacent to data culture is this concept of documentation and how to do it well and how to encourage people to do it and actually have some fun with it, right? Because normally people don't think of documentation as being the most fun thing ever, right? People don't just dream about the documenting all day long. So, you know, we talked a little bit about why do we have documentation? Like, why do we do dictionaries? Why do we have glossaries? Um, because we can we can communicate with others and we can agree on meaning, right? Because we know that oftentimes why these issues happen, it's because we don't agree on what something means or how to do something. And so having this conversation honestly, transparently, and in a, in a, in a documented way where everyone's accountable and shares together is very important. Uh, and we talked about what you should document, right? Where did this come from? Uh, be specific, be granular. Um, uh, the actual queries or the logic, the business logic that goes behind transformations. Uh, who are the experts? Who are the domain people that are in charge of or, or are working with something, right? So that I know who I can talk to. Uh, and, and think about time. We talked about time as an important dimension. When was this documentation last updated? Is this something that changes, right? Or is this something that's mostly static? These types of things end up being really uh, important to make documentation successful. And talking about success is how do you even define success for this documentation, right? It's understanding who is the audience for your documentation, making sure the documentation is up to date. It's the right amount. It's useful for the use case that is needed. All these things need to be thought out. And again, if we connect it to the software, you know that no way in hell we would accept code to be pushed into the master branch if there's no documentation about it, no comments. Why do we allow that to happen with data? Awesome discussion. So this is episode 25. And I think to close this one out, one of our other loyal live attendees, uh, Shane, who joins us all the time from New Zealand, he had this great quote, which is documentation should have should have action. Otherwise, why does it exist? Yeah, couldn't agree more. And, uh, you know, one other episode that we did that's also related to data culture is when we actually interviewed Dwayne from the Associated Press, and we talked about how they do all these incredible programs around Boatcast and, and, and other related programs at Associated Press 
to really help um, create a great data asset for other organizations to take a very scientific and data-driven approach to things like the election. In order to do that, they had to really push and manage uh, the right data culture internally. And part of that, they already had a great data culture, but another part of it is they had to push, they had to ask why, they questioned the old ways. And somebody there had to be sort of a champion for this new approach, had to be a little bit of an instigator. Um, and so I thought that was very interesting with that episode. That's episode 21. Um, and, um, you know, change gets triggered, we learned there, when, you know, folks know that something is wrong and can be different. And so sometimes you have to push the problem, make the issues be seen, uh, and measure, have benchmarks that show what things are currently and where they could be so that you can actually see if you're making progress and if things are, are, are getting better, right? You have to start small, you have to refine, you have to measure, uh, and then make change happen at scale. So in addition to the people and the culture, we also did talk about technology, right? So yeah. uh, one of the latest episodes, episode 26, actually, is when we discussed this whole crazy data landscape, right? There's every year there's this, this nice picture that shows up, which more and more blocks and more and more tools in there is like, you scratch your head, like, how do I even start about this? Um, so there's just so much stuff. And the question is, where, how do we start? So we're, we were discussing that when you're choosing your metadata management or your governance tooling, you really want to pick something that is flexible. And you really, we really want to go emphasize this open ecosystem approach. So when you start, you, you can probably find tools that you're related that you know about, but also look at other tools around that, the ones that you're familiar with, and figure out which are flexible, which are open that you can start working with. And then frankly, yeah, there's a lot of new things. So pick something new. Maybe this is a great week to actually pick up a new tool technology and just go play around with it. Because, I mean, what, frankly, this ecosystem is going to continue growing and growing. So you got to go get up to speed and, and figure out what's out there. Yeah. Well, and frankly, that ties to data culture a little bit too, right? I think that all of us want to work in an environment where we're learning and where we're trying new things. And I think that, you know, whether you sort of have Im implicit or explicit, you know, uh, permission to do those kinds of things, that's exactly what you should do, right? You, you're interested in DBT or you're interested in Snowflake, go try it out, go play with it. Um, we also talked about master data management. Uh, that was our, our previous episode. And we talked a little bit about how, you know, I kind of jokingly said it's like fancy data integration, right? You know, data integration is trying to get things from point A to B and maybe do some things along the way. Master data management is trying to solve bigger problems of, you know, keeping different parts of the business in sync, you know, having lots of sources of truth and trying to either create a single source of truth, which we discussed may or may not be something that you can do easily, right? Uh, may not even be possible depending on what problem you're trying to solve here. Or, you know, at least appreciating the fact that different groups are going to have what truth means to them. And you want to have a system in place and an approach that allows you to do that. Um, is it hot or not was a question that we talked about. And I think we all kind of agreed, well, you know, it's been around a while. It's a little bit old school, but, you know, there are next generation approaches here. And that's where especially things like Knowledge Graph really come to play. When you think about, you know, how do you have the flexibility and the interconnectedness and the ability to marry metadata and data together in smart ways that graph technologies are really sort of the future and the right way to do that. And at the end of the day, this is all about data and the whole combining people, processes and tools is just a, is a way for us to best manage our enterprise data. And frankly, catalogs are are just these tools that help users understand and use their internal data 
But if, at the end of the day, data is just a means to an end. You need to go take the data, go to, you know, to answer business questions. Um, you need to be creative. You sometimes need to think outside of the box when there's not clear answers and when you have very complex questions. And for that, you may not even have the data internally that you need to go answer it. So you may need to go off and get external data. And that was a topic of episode 23 uh, about data marketplace, which essentially a data marketplace is a data catalog for your internal and your external data. So these are all the topics that we've had, I think, over the last five, six, seven weeks. Um, yeah, this was a quick a overview of, of everything that we've discussed. And hopefully you can go, and if there's a particular topic that you're interested in, you can go off and listen it. This is a great time uh, to do it, taking this break uh, this week off. So, hey, everybody, enjoy your time with your family, with your friends, with all the people around you. And we look forward to having you again next week, where, again, we'll be discussing the secrets behind Airbnb's uh, data-driven culture. Uh, we'll be joined by Jeff Fang, our, the product lead at, at Airbnb, to discuss how they built their data portal. Um, we're going to be discussing the good, the bad, the ugly of building your own data catalog and how data democratization can promote data literacy and deliver true business value. Yep. So with that, happy Wednesday, midday of the week. It's all relaxing here. And, and thank you, Tim, for being my partner in crime. Yeah, thanks, Juan. And happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Uh, tune in next week, and we'll see you soon.